Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Hello, beloveds. Happy Monday. Ah, Holy crap, I have so much to tell you. Welcome back to this little corner of the world that feels so different today for some reason. Well, I know the reason, but um, if you're new here, welcome. This is the space where I always talk about all things real, all things Riley. I get super vulnerable. I am sometimes very like, what the hell did that girl just say? Hence, really, Riley? Um, This weekend was incredibly monumental for me. Um, I have been on the beach for eight months now, which is the term that they say for radio folk that are in between jobs and or they're, they just, they're on unemployment, <laughs> um, which I am. Um, but I went to what's called morning show boot camp, <clears throat> And this is a conference that's like Comic-Con for radio. It's been happening. This is the 35th one, I believe. So 35 years. And this is my one, two, three, four, fifth one. Wait, fifth or sixth. I have been going every single year since I think two, anyway, six years, I think. And I didn't go last year. Last year was the one that I skipped um, because I was going to a family reunion in Puerto Rico. And that was a dumb decision because that was not a fun trip. And I probably could have made a few more contacts that year because, yeah, I got fired in December or November. Um, but here's what was cool about the feeling that I have now and the boot camp experience that I had. I really was very scared to go back to boot camp this year for many reasons. How to where do I where to let me count the ways? Where do I start? So, first of all, I was asked to come there and be on a panel because they have different sorts of panels and they had a women's brunch that was on Saturday. Now, boot camp is where you come in Wednesday, you have like a welcome party. Then Thursday and Friday, there's panels all day. You have like after dinners, you hang out, you schmooze the bar, you network. But this year they had the inaugural women's brunch on Saturday where they had me and a few other ladies get up and talk and give advice. Um, However, I was asked to do something a little different that I was really, really proud of. I was asked to do like a mini manifestation seminar. And I was just like, fuck yeah, I'll do that. Because like I was sort of searching for a reason to go and make it make sense financially. You know, that I'd never had to worry about that before. I loved going there for the inspiration and, you know, seeing old radio friends and just having a bunch of radio weirdos in the same space at one time and pulling ideas from people and, you know, putting faces to names but I'd never gone back in there going to present what I feel is sacred to me with manifestation. And, you know, you're in, you're in front of a bunch of cynical radio folk. So some people may not receive it the way that I wanted to give it. And also, I had never gone in there without a job. I mean, that's what you go. You go, you network or whatever. And this is going to sound super pompous, but you know what? Let's just be true to the namesake of this podcast and be real. I felt 
like going in there, it was like I was the it girl two years ago where they were asking me to come and speak on panels and everybody wanted to talk to me. Everybody wanted to take pictures with me to just like it felt like I was like gone girl. You know, and here's the thing. There were some people that it was like they just completely ignored you because it was just like you don't have a name or a station, you know, behind you. But then there was people that were incredibly gracious and I'm going to get to all that in a minute and the same people they were before. And then there's people that they don't know how to treat you. But then there's also people that are just fucking busy, like big executives that were always like in my corner or always around before because we were a big show. But they have their own talent now that they have to take care of. And like, you know, I'm grown enough to realize that and be okay with it. You know, but then I found out like three days before, I don't know, maybe a week before it was time to go to boot camp that I had some ghosts that were going to be there. Uh, And I was just like, damn it. You know, I was in this really great place. I was putting everything together because I wasn't just going to go do this manifestation thing by halves. I made really amazing little journals with radios on them. I, you know, ordered special crystals. I did a giveaway, like a raffle giveaway for the brunch. You know, I just, I don't do, like I said, I don't do anything by halves. How you do one thing is how you do everything if you do it well. And I was just, yeah, I was gassed up. And then I was like, ugh. You know, because you have to be professional. You have to deal with it. It's show business. I am usually not a fair weather flower at all. But the past eight months, I've been a little bit beside myself. Who wouldn't be? And I had just begun... I I was just getting to the space where I was like processing all of my hurt and like moving forward and being positive and then that. And I'm like, uh, and I know you shouldn't let anybody else ever take your happy. You really shouldn't, but we're only human. So, and there was no way I wasn't going, but when I was deciding to go to boot camp again, my husband was like, what, do you really want to do that? Like, do you want to, he was worried about me like mental health wise. Like, do you really want to go and put that, like that opportunity for you to be hurt again? I had to think about that. And I was like, well, yeah, like, cause I still have a purpose and a big one. And if I can get out of my own ass and realize that this is just about me now, we good. You know, and it was a hell of a marathon because we went to the beach with the boys the weekend before, and then we came back, and the next day we had pink, and then literally the next day I had to finish a bunch of orders. Thank you, thank you, thank you, friends, for all of those, and then I had to pack, and I fucking hate packing, but I also had to finish the journals, and I was just last minute everything. So finally I get all that done. I kiss my boys goodbye, which that was, I don't know why, but that was like so hard this time. Because I was used to being in this high-powered position before where it was like, go, go, go. We were traveling here, there, and everywhere. When we were syndicated in Florida, we would bounce back and forth there for Jingle Ball and Gasparilla and certain events and, you know, just go, go, go all the time. So it wasn't like a big thing. But for some reason, this time it felt different. I think maybe because I've spent so much time with them being like a pseudo stay-at-home mom now with (laughs) two businesses to push forward, you know, so working a lot harder than I ever did before, but with a lot more purpose. Um, it was just difficult to leave. But then I got up that morning. I was good to go. I had everything set. Um, I got to the airport with no traffic. I gave myself a pat on the fucking back because I 
Remember to get gas the night before instead of scrambling in the morning. Go me. Um, no traffic there. Found a good parking space. Got in. Easy breezy through the gate. Checked my bags. I was chilling. It's so fucking embarrassing. I was chilling a little too hard because I had my earbuds in and I lost track of time. Sitting there at the gate. They were calling my name a couple times. Literally, I was... It was really packed in the term, terminal by the gates. So I was sitting like two gates over and I'm standing in line for a flight going to Las Vegas. I'm like, wait, what? Then I look over at my gate and they're closing the door. I run over there just as the door shut and I'm begging, please, please, please. And he was like, oh, well, she took you off the list. So I run over to the desk. I'm literally crying like a toddler. Like, please, ma'am, please, please, please. Can you do it? And she's like, ma'am, that's not going to help you. I'm just like, I don't expect her to break the rules. It's it's like the FAA or whatever. Like, pff, they're not going to break it for little old me. Shit. I never was that important, you know? Um, but she was like, I don't know. Like, I think I just started crying. Like, I didn't know what else to do. And it wasn't really that I... I felt stupid, but also I felt the weight of like how much my mind is unable to focus in re like in reliving old hurts and, and things of trauma. Like it dusts up this like space in my brain where like, I don't know, like it just, it made me feel, I don't know. I'm not crazy, but I felt really stupid. And my husband was like, babe, shit happens. I was like, really? To who? Like that? Literally sitting 10 feet away from the gate. And I spaced out. Like I, I felt like such a dumbass. I wanted to go home, but I calmed it down and I got it together. And I got on the flight that was like an hour later. Thankfully enough, Dallas is a couple hours or it's an hour ahead because we had a welcome dinner that night. And there's been times where I've gone to that welcome dinner where like my flight was delayed or whatever. And I would be like literally having a hoe bath in the hotel bathroom <laughs> and just like freshening up my makeup and changing in the bathroom stall and like running to it. I didn't want to do that this time. Not with, you know, already being trepidatious about going. So I ended up getting on the flight. Everything was fine. We get off. Like took me a minute to get my luggage back. I, well, I thought I lost the luggage ticket, but I actually found it. Then <laughs> I get the Uber driver, which he was like, "You're th that was a debacle, but I'm not going to go into that. That was like the simplest thing, and that happens all the time. But we get to the hotel, and they're like, um, yeah, we're trying to find you a room. What? Well, yeah, like we have your reservation, but... Um, we're kind of all booked up. I was like, what do you mean all booked up? I booked this like a month ago. So they found me the room and then I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, there was only a booking for two nights. So that was Thursday and Friday. I had to stay till Saturday or Wednesday and Thursday. I had to stay Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and a Saturday morning. I'm like, oh my God. So we got that figured out and they booked it and they, but they had to go into the back and be like, oh, we have to check with our manager because we're going to be so busy. And I'm like, sir. I know so many people are going to be leaving on Friday because that's when most people normally leave. Even though we had this women's brunch, there was only allowance for like 60 people and there was like 400 people at this thing. So they figured that out. And okay, I went up to my room. I took a little like quick shower, got ready for, you know, this um, welcome dinner and or welcome party. And I was just like, 
oh God, like I started to get super nervous. And I walk in and they have like lanyards for you or stickers and they have you like check in. And I was just like, oh yeah, Riley Couture. And he looks and he's like, oh, yep, there you are. And he's like, oh, House of W. And I was like, oh, I'm here as like sort of a sponsor for the women. Yeah, okay. But for some reason that messed with me. I'm like Riley Couture, like radio, like podcast. What? Now listen. I don't smack away the pride or the blessing that it is to have a company that I created out of thin air be involved in something as big as that. But when I was going in there, I was like not trying to switch careers or switch the way that people saw me. I was just like anybody else that had gone in there and been on the beach, as they say, and not had a job and was looking for connection and opportunity. But that I kind of put that down for a minute. I was like, I'm not, not going to mess with that. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay focused. I found some of my friends that were in there. I was chilling and I was having a good time. And then obviously one of my friends was like, oh, hey, I just saw the ghost. And I was like, oh, not even going to turn around. Not even going to do it. I'm going to stay in my corner. I'm going to stay in my cool. I wasn't that cool on the inside. But I held it together. And then I was like, okay. This was always my thing. I'd been going for years. Even when people are like, why are you going to that? You know, you're on the Kane show. You don't need to. Because <laughs> I'd never want to be that into myself or disassociated with being humble that I don't want to go. Like, ugh. But I got into my groove and I was like, okay, we got this. So then we went down and schmoozed at the bar. And even though I don't drink, I was just hanging out with everybody, chit-chatting. And it was a good night. So I go back upstairs and I had some food. And I was out on the balcony because the room that they gave me, I guess, for like not having having messed up the reservation or whatever, had a balcony. I was like, oh, great. This is great. It wasn't super hot out. And I shut the door because occasionally I like to smoke a cigar. And I was smoking a cigar out there. And oh, my motherfucking God, y'all. I got locked out. The door locked from the outside. How does that happen? I was literally like, oh, thank God I had my phone on me. But I was freaking out because whenever my phone gets below like 70%, it gives me anxiety. It was at like 46%, which the average person, that wouldn't matter. But I was just like, oh my God. Oh no. You know, uh, I was honestly terrified. So I called the front desk because I don't know how the fuck does that happen? Apparently, like, what ended up happening is, like, the lock was messed up or whatever, but I'm just, like, that's, like, what would have happened if I would have had to, like, what, spider monkey over, over, like, the side railing? And they weren't short railings. It was, like, a two-foot, like, a 15, 20-foot tall railing. So either I would have had to scale the side of it and possibly fall to my death or stand on the patio equipment and, like, thank God I can do a pull-up and pull my body up, hoist it over, and then scare the shit out of my neighbors. What? So... I'm I'm in there and I see them like trying to break into the door and I'm on the phone with the front desk lady like, can you please just stay on the phone with me? I'm texting Marshall like, hey, if my phone dies and you don't hear from me by like 7 a.m., please do me a favor and call the front desk and send them to my room because I might just be chilling outside sweating my ass off with no water. <laughs> like what the, like how does this happen? I don't know. But they were opening the door and they had to get engineering because I had the safety lock on there. Apparently in this hotel, the safety lock works because they had to like use this little, 
if you see them on TikTok, they do something where they put like a wire or a string or whatever and they like pull it loose. It took them like 45 minutes to get in. So I'm like, well, once they leave and I never go on that balcony again, I'm glad that uh, that works. But I was like in my pajamas. I had a t-shirt with no bra on. You know, not exactly a comfortable situation. So they come in and they get me in and they're like, the engineering dude was like, yeah, that shouldn't do that. Like that shouldn't close from the inside. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> thanks. And then I couldn't lock the door, period. Like the lock was just broken. And I'm like, oh, great. Like it locks me outside, but not the inside. And so, okay. And then I'm like, I watch too much like, you know, documentaries and all these like murder docs and whatever. And I'm like, what if somebody like jumps across? What if I have crazy neighbors and he jumps across the way? And I don't know. So I got a good night's sleep that night and got pretty in the morning. I ate some breakfast. I was ready to go. And I'm walking in to this room and it was like the first time that I wasn't like super excited to be there. I was happy I was there, but it was weird because all the people that used to like rush over and I don't care about the attention. It's just this, this feeling of not being in the mix and not, and, and not knowing your identity when you walk in there is weird. And like walking into a space where was, it was my home. Like that was my happy place is these boot camps. So then I walk in and I'm just like, I'm just going to listen. And even if I have to grit my teeth through this, I had my smoky quartz crystal and I just kind of sweated through that first one. I was like really scared that I would cry. I was scared that I, you know, like I just felt angst and I didn't want to feel that way there especially not with me doing a morning show boot camp manifestation seminar the next day and I knew that coming up soon my ghost was going to be like a presenter and I'm just like you know you're healed enough I was like talking to myself that like this doesn't matter none of that matters anymore you are literally just you. You are here. You're strong. You're brave. You have so many. We got this army and we got this fam cheering you on. You have your boys there. You have, you know, like everybody was with me. My heart was with me. I had a tiger's eye that my son, my seven-year-old lyric had given me beforehand. And it was the sweetest thing ever because when I was saying goodbye to him, he was like, mommy, can we do the night-night talk? It was prayers that we do every night. And he never really asks for that anymore. So right before I was leaving, I like held him and swayed him like a little baby. And he never, I mean, he's going to be a teenager in five minutes. But I thought of that moment. And he gave me his tiger's eye because I gave him a tiger's eye, which is like a raw stone. And it's one that like gives you empowerment and bravery and courage and lights the flicker of the flame of your fire inside and all that good jazz. But I gave him one and it was really big because he had been, you know, being a little sad and anxious about me leaving. And he comes back in his room with a little one that I'd given him before one time when he was scared. He goes, mommy, I know this is really little, but it's really powerful. I was like, okay. So I had that crystal in my boob. (laughs) And 
it was the thing that got me through. I was just rubbing it and hold, like, you know, kind of holding on for dear life. And then I had a we got this moment that I didn't think I was going to do. I thought maybe I would regret it. I thought it would be embarrassing. But I also thought, if I don't do this, I am catapulting myself back into a place where I am stuck in fear, regret, resentment, anger. I was like, fuck that. We didn't spend all this money and get a sitter and leave my boys and, and prepare all this to act like that here. And also, that's not fucking me. So there was the first panel and then I walked out and I was saying hello to someone that I had met many a time before, but he was the first one to really just like look me in the eye and my, I'm going to get to the, we got this moment in a second. Hold on. Um, my best friend in radio, one of the very first women, one of the only women really to do it like she did was there her name is Kennedy she does morning radio in Boston and I I can't say replaced her because she's irresistible like she's she's not replaceable but when I was in Memphis and I was doing middays her she and her partner ended up going to Boston it was a big promotion and then they moved me up to mornings (sighs) incredibly big shoes to fill but Seeing her and being there with her and having her by my side just made things feel easier and I had more courage. Like we had gone out to lunch together and she'd gotten the best restaurant with the best view and we just shot the shit and went over old memories and, you know, I told her all the things that I wanted to say to her that I hadn't in 15 years. Like that was the last time we saw each other, but it was like not a day had gone by. And usually I don't leave. I'll go to every single panel. I have to be there for every single moment because I have major FOMO if I don't. But I was like, you know what? My husband said to me, what's going to what's gonna do more for your soul when you go there? If, you know, I was like, well, going to lunch with Kennedy, of course. And he's like, well, do that then. Because you don't know when the next time you're going to see her. I mean, now I might just pop up in Boston and be like, hey girl. But... We went to lunch and I felt better and like got through that panel. I was like, okay, I'm getting my groove on. So then we walk out and they have like people out there promoting their businesses. And then there was this one guy, like I was telling you before, that I'd seen him there all the years before. He's like a mentor to everyone. He has just like a networking company. It's, and he was saying hello to Kennedy and... Kennedy came over to me and like put her arm around me to introduce me, even though like we'd seen each other many times before, but like these times you, you always introduce yourself just in case somebody's pompous and forgets about you or doesn't remember your name. And he walks up to me and he's like, congratulations. And I was just like in my head, like, well, for what? I'm not, you know, but then I was like, wait a minute. What? And I was like, he's like, you're doing it. And I was like, I'm trying. He goes, no, you're doing looked me right in the eye. 
And you got to understand, a lot of times these things are people like looking at you, but they're looking over your shoulder to see who they need to talk to next or looking for the out. It's just kind of what happens sometimes with networking. I'm not sure how it is in any other business because I've never been in any other business, but I'm sure it happens. And when he said that, you're doing it, looking me straight in the eye, I started to cry. I just started to tear up with my ugly cry came Kardashian face. And he just kept telling me like, you are special. Like the fact that I was being real and just like letting it out and crying and I, you know, cause a lot of times you like, you get your game face on and I was too the years before, but I, you know, I think that I had squelched my emotions so much in the last couple of years that I just, when I, when I gotta, when it's gotta come out my eyeballs, it's gonna come out my eyeballs. And he was just like, you're amazing. Know it. There is something big that is right there waiting for you. It's coming faster than you know it. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. Everybody was telling me when, you know, they were watching it, how touching it was. And, you know, so then when it came time for the, we got this moment, it was during a panel where they do this thing where people present ideas or bits or things for them that had worked on their show. And, I'd never stood up for this one, you know, because I was never the one to say or strike out and say, well, that was my bit or I did that. I did, you know, I was never that one. And plus I was always on a panel. So I didn't feel the need to like take up more stage time when somebody else could have that moment. Because when you get up there, that's when people are are seeing you and executives and VPs of this, that, and the third, or like that's, you know, your, your chance if you've never shook hands with them before. So then for me, I was like, well, this is weird because I've... (laughs) shaking hands with all these people, but I still want to get in front of them and not think that I'm better than anyone else to just, I don't have to go up there. I don't have to do that. Yeah, I do. I'm not afraid to start over. I'm not afraid to go back a couple of steps to catapult 17,000. I, okay. But this happened to be a ghost of mine's panel. Um, and no matter what has happened, I don't want to be an asshole. It's not, it's not who I am. I'm not catty and I don't like the feeling of it, especially going into a manifestation weekend, the biggest one I've, I've ever had, you know, that I didn't want that dirt on my, my shoulder. But I was sitting there and they, you know, they give, they, they had like certain presenters that they had already like vetted because they submitted stuff and then they just like open it at the end because it's like a contest, you end up winning money if you get first, second, third. But then at the end, they just like open it up for people to come up and, you know, just tell their their bits or their ideas. And I was like, well, I've had so many. And so many that worked really well. And I was like going back and forth, like, should I go up there? Should I, uh, uh. And then I was like, I'm going to fucking do it. I felt the tiger's eye that was in my bra <laughs> that my son had given me. I wasn't feeling my boob. I just, (laughs) you know what I mean? And I went to walk up and I could just collectively feel the room like, oh shit. And here's the thing. Like if I was professional enough to just be like, all right, we're all in this same industry. We're all going to cross paths again. What am I going to do? Hide every single time? No, I didn't want to do that. And also, I just felt like if I back down now, I'm going to be backing down this whole weekend and and therein after that. 
So in my brain wasn't like, hey, 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 this is my moment to steal something. It wasn't that. I had something to share and I was proud of it. So I got up there and I shared. And I was ready to throw up. Because I didn't know what people were perceiving that as. I didn't know if they were looking at me like, oh, this bitch. Or they were just like, yeah, girl, be, you know, be brave. Go do it. And I did it. It was over in like 30 seconds. Sat down. And then I had all these women giving me dabs. Giving me fist pumps. I was like, yes, somebody heard me. And then I was getting texts and DMs like, that was so fucking brave. We're so proud of you. And honestly, it wasn't about the ghost. It was about me. Because I didn't see, hear, feel like, you know. And if people want to be like, oh, you're such a bitch. You were ruining that moment. <laughs> Let's not go to toe to toe with that, okay? Let's not go there. But I was very proud of myself because I have not been that scared and I can't even tell you. I don't know how many years it's been since I was that terrified. And I was like, what the fuck am I so afraid of? Yeah, I care about what people think of me in the industry, but I would care more about how I would be disappointing myself, my future. If I just sat there and did nothing, then what am I here for? What was I there for at that boot camp? If not to make waves, to take up space, to put myself in front of people. And there wasn't another like open given way to do that. And I was really happy I did. And there were a few other we got this moments throughout the weekend. So for the first time, I think this podcast, maybe not the first time, anyway, deserves a part two. So I think I'm going to do that on Wednesday along with Ask Riley because I have to tell you guys all about the vision board moments. I have to tell you some more <laughs> shit that happened to me that was so stupid this weekend. It's so crazy. My card getting declined, my hair clip betraying me, more problems with the hotel room. I just, there. it, it almost felt like there was a curse on me that weekend and I Bet you there was, but I think we're going to do that on Wednesday. And boy, do I have some shit to tell you. And I'm really excited and I'm really proud. And I'm also really tired. <laughs> so I think I'm going to go and hang out with my husband. And I hope you guys have a really great week until I talk to you next time. And uh, side note. Thank you so much to my new We Got This Army members. I saw I had a couple of you guys sign up this weekend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And side note, this week in the newsletter that I'm sending out, a lot of you guys have been asking like, oh, when can we see the, you know, the video audio of the manifestation speech that you did? Well, if you sign up or you have already signed up for the We Got This Army, you're going to get it. I'm going to send it to you in your emails this week. Um, I'm excited about that because I haven't done a vision board seminar since like January and there's another one coming, but this is like a little tidbit of a little taste of what I've developed and what I'm so damn proud of. And yay. 
I love you guys for supporting me. If you guys want to sign up, reallyreallypodcast.com. If you guys want to do an Ask Riley, a Show Me the Ring, a Small Business Spotlight, We Got This Moment, reallyreallypodcast at gmail.com. Text is 410-604-8895 at Riley Couture on Instagram, reallyreallypodcast on Instagram, and House of W by Riley on Instagram. I love you longest. I hope you have a great Monday, Tuesday, until Wednesday. It's really Riley.